Hey everyone, I'm Rachel Ivy Hamsters, and today I'm coming to you in podcast form. That's right, very exciting, a uh, very new form here for you. And um, yeah, just trying out something new. Let me know what you think. Um, today I'm going to do an episode about how I got hamsters and also why I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll start off with why I'm doing a podcast. Um, I have started a new job in September of last year, and um, the new job is like a little bit of a pivot from what I was doing before for the last 15 years, <laughs> and uh, it's using new technology, and it's just like a really different sphere from what I was doing before. It's kind of like the same industry, but um, but yeah, it's a new niche of the industry, and a lot of what I do has not been done before. And so um, a lot of what I'm doing is like, what am I doing today? <laughs> I don't know. Let me figure it out. <laughs> so I thought that maybe doing a podcast would be a nice way to kind of like stay in touch with you guys, share what's going on with my life and my hamsters um, without the big theatrics of doing a video. I Don't worry, I'm not going to stop doing videos. But because uh, of this new job, it just is like, I don't really necessarily spend more time on the job, but it just takes up more of my brain energy. I guess that's the only way I can describe it. It's just like more demanding mentally. And so it's sort of hard for me to have space to do all the things I want to do and take care of my hamsters. And I feel like I'm kind of falling behind and, you know, <laughs> like I now have two new hamsters um, that I didn't have before and I haven't done videos about them. And uh, I just thought a podcast would be a nice way to kind of do weekly updates and touch bases and uh, connect with all of you and sort of just fill the space with hamster love, you know? So all that being said, I just want to make it clear, I'm not trying to compete with the Happy Hamster Corner. If you don't already listen to Holly's podcast, uh, you should definitely check it out. And I will include a link in the description of this episode below. If I can figure out how to do that, I will do it. <laughs> um, if you, if I don't figure it out, just search for the Happy Hamster corner podcast. Um, Holly does a great podcast every week and she's been doing it now for a couple years and has lots of interviews with people. It's really fun and a great way to kind of hear some different perspectives on hamster care and hamster care journeys. Um, I think, you know, when I first got into hamstering and when I first decided to do a YouTube channel and a blog, I actually did think about doing a podcast. Um, I have I don't know what it is, but I love oral. I love listening to things. Um, it's always been kind of a thing for me. I like listening to books on tape. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sometimes I listen to them multiple times. <laughs> I'm kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I just, even if I'm reading a book with my eyes, I might also listen to it. Um, it's just kind of a different experience for me. And I really like connecting with material with my ears. <laughs> it's just like a sense that I really enjoy. And, um, and it was something I was thinking about doing. And then I didn't, cause I thought, well, you know, a lot of hamster care is kind of visual and, um, you know, I, I think I want to show not necessarily just tell, but, um, I think that there's space for a lot of different forms of medium. I think there's a place for writing, a blog, for instance, like there's a reason I still keep a website and a YouTube channel and they kind of serve different purposes. And, um, 
in the same way that I think a podcast also serves a different purpose and maybe reaches out to a different audience. And, um, you know, I think that it's always a good thing to be creating hamster content that is promoting, creating, you know, promoting the best life for your hamster and for yourself and creating, you know, sort of talking about how you can create a a meaningful bond between you and your hamster. I think that, um, not only is it good for hamsters, but it's good for people. I think that the bond between people and animals is really important in happiness and, um, just helping you start out the day every day, just being grateful for like the magic in this world. I think there's a lot of rough stuff, (laughs) you know, every day, but there's also a lot of really beautiful things every day. And I think hamsters are one of them. I mean, sometimes they have health issues and they die too quickly, but, um, but within that there's so much joy and so much personality and bonding. And it's, I think that it's, for me, it's, it's totally worth every moment of pain, um, for all of that. And before I go any further, I do just want to say not to be too much of a downer about when your hamster passes away or when they have a medical issue. I actually think this has been a great learning experience for me. Um, caring for an animal who needs you, who is ill or sick, it can be very painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but, um, but it can also be really meaningful. I think that, um, the time I've spent caring for my elderly hamsters is some of like the most cherished time I have with them. And it's kind of like my joy to be there for them when they need me and, uh, maybe aren't at their best, you know, but, um, but trying to problem solve and figure out how to give them a good quality of life. And in a lot of cases, with many of my hamsters, they lived with um, health conditions for a long time, many months, um, and still lived happy and mostly healthy lives where they weren't in pain. And so it was really about figuring out how to manage their health conditions and allow them to still live as fulfilling of a life as possible. So, you know, and I can kind of go into more detail of that. Maybe I'll do an episode about every hamster I've ever had. (laughs) Um, Still trying to figure out what I'll do every episode about, I have a few ideas, but, um, so that is why I'm doing a podcast. And, um, I was going to do today's podcast and just talk about how I got a hamster and, um, why I think hamsters are just great pets for older people. I, um, I'm in my late thirties. I got my first hamster, Steven, when I was 34. Yeah, that's right. And wait, 34, 35, maybe something like that. And, um, yeah, you know, (laughs) it seems like a silly thing to do when you're an adult (laughs) and, um, you know, other people at that age have children or houses, (laughs) but, um, depending on your life trajectory and your career, I mean, I think I could have had a hamster at 25 and that would have been great too, but I just didn't know. And I kind of wish I had known because I think that I could have lived a really, um, happy life with hamsters for many years. Um, and I'm kind of late to the game, but. I'm not going to quit yet. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm a lifelong member of the, uh, hamster lovers group. Um, yeah. So how I got started, um, I, for most of my career have had to work in big cities. Um, so I lived in New York for many years and then I lived in LA and, uh, I had a busy job, you know, I was away from the home most of the day. Um, you know, sometimes I had to travel a long ways to work, to commute. Um, and so, 
getting a pet was just like not a thing I could do realistically. Um, I think if you make, if you're not home a lot, but you make a lot of money, you can afford to pay someone to walk your dog, you know, or let it out at lunch. Um, or you can afford to live in a place close to where you work. But um, those weren't things that I was able to do. And um, so having a dog was just out of the question for me. I mean, in addition, dogs are just so expensive when it comes to their medical care and grooming and nails and all that stuff. And such a big commitment. I mean, 10 plus years possibly of, of um, care. And so I, I think it's a hard thing to commit to when you're in your 20s and you're like... <laughs> you know, I think I'm doing okay, but I don't have a lot in savings and like, who knows what's going to happen in two years. <laughs> so it can be hard to, to make the leap to having a dog or something along those lines. I should note here too, that I am allergic to cats, very allergic to cats actually. And so getting a cat was like totally out of the question. I think cats can be good, you know, animals, if you're gone a lot, uh, they can be kind of self-sufficient. Um, but again, cats are can be huge medical expenses, you know, even if I wasn't allergic to cats, would I have gotten them? I don't know. It would have been tight financially. Mm, yeah, it's tough. And then fish, I think fish are tough for apartments. Uh, they're really heavy. I just, I never really felt like there was a pet that I could have. I thought about a cockatiel. I grew up with cockatiels, but you know, they need a lot of attention. You really shouldn't leave them alone all the time. And, um, I, I just felt bad, you know, I was like, I, I don't think I should have a bird who's just going to be left alone. Um, plus, birds can be noisy, um, so, you know, when you have walls that are shared, that can be a problem. Um, so, so, you know, I just kind of resigned to no pet, and I thought, well, maybe one day, one day when I'm older, I'll have a house with a yard or something like that. And, um, you know, the years go by, and... Um, this economy, I guess it depends what you do, but for me in my industry, wages, if anything, went down and cost of living went up and up and up and up. And uh, I just, you know, there was like really no end in sight. I just, I kind of never really was able to get to a place where I could buy something and have that yard and have that dog. <laughs> and suddenly I'm 34 and I'm like, I would love to have an a pet. You know, I've lived, I've worked so hard for so long. All I want is a dog. Um, so one day while I was at work in New York, um, this woman I worked with brought in her hamster and, uh, she, it was, she had a son, maybe he was like eight or something. So it was kind of like her son's hamster, but she brought him in and was like, Oh, you guys want to see my hamster? He's really sweet. And she brought him around and was like, anyone want to hold him? And uh, I remember she had him in this Tupperware container. And he, I now know he was a Syrian hamster. Um, I didn't know anything about hamsters at the time. But he was just so sweet. I couldn't believe it. Like, I thought hamsters were mean. <laughs> um, and this hamster was just like a little teddy bear. She was holding him. And he just was like so cuddly. And um, and I, I sort of made a little note. I was like, hmm maybe I should get a hamster. <laughs> maybe that would be the perfect thing. And um, shortly after that, I decided to move to LA. I'd been in, a new, in New York for a long time. I'd worked the same job the whole time I was there. And it was just time for a change. So uh, I moved across the country in February of 2020. <laughs> Amazing timing. I know. 
I got to LA, it was February, it was sunny out. I was like, yes, this is like vacation every day. There's flowers everywhere. I love LA. Um, I'm going to be so happy here. And then a month later, it was like the world ended. And um, it was really hard for me. Um, I think we all went through different different experiences during COVID. I mean, you know, I think, you know, some people lost people who they were very close to. Some people got really sick and have never really recovered. Thankfully, I, I didn't get really sick. Um, you know, I did have some loss, but, um, you know, certainly I know people who had worse. Um, and, uh, but it was still, I mean, I think the initial part of COVID was just so incredibly lonely. It was like, suddenly I was in this new place where I didn't know a lot of people and everything was shut down. <laughs> and, um, weirdly enough, so I worked in manufacturing and, um, so I still had to go to work every day. I didn't get to work from home. Um, there was maybe a brief period where I worked from home, like that initial, you know, couple weeks were like, everybody don't go anywhere. But then I had to go back to work. But when I went back to work, I'm wearing a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask all day long. Um, you know, you're scared because you don't want to get it. You don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, so everybody kind of kept to themselves. Um, it was hard to understand people through a mask. I think the thing that maybe one thing I realized is how lonely it is to wear a mask and also to be around people wearing masks. Like you just can't read faces. It's really hard to have chit chat with people. It's just very, it, it really is a wall a wall between people. And, um, it was just like, just so, so hard. And then, and then it was like the summer of forest fires. <laughs> it was just like the worst, the worst year. Um, yeah. So I, I delayed getting a hamster because I, I thought, well, what if I lose my job? Everything feels like the world is about to end, you know? And uh, at the same time I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll have to move or, um, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen or maybe this will be over, right? Like, like, like we were promised it'll be over in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of held out for a little while and then, but I would, I kind of in the meantime would start to make up stories about my hamster and what he did during the day. I was like, Oh, I wonder, <laughs> this is what happens when you spend too much time alone. Um, but, uh, you know, like, oh, I wonder what he's up to today. <laughs> I'd invent little stories of like what he would do all day long. Um, and, uh, and I, I gave him the name Steven. I had decided I was going to name him Steven, but only if he looked like a Steven, but the imaginary hamster I was writing stories for in my head was named Steven. And, um, one day in late July, uh, we decided to just go to a few pet stores, see what was out there. So, uh, we went to three different pet stores and the last one was Petco and they had one tiny little robo <laughs> and I saw him and I was like, that's it. That's Steven. I know it. <laughs> so I bought Steven, uh, for probably $17, which is so bizarre. I think about this all the time, like to buy an animal feels just very weird. Um, I like to, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I sometimes I, I think I held onto that receipt because I just was so in love with him. And I just, I was like, oh, this is 
so happy to, to have him at my home and, and to see that little receipt of the day I, I brought him home. And of course I bought everything wrong. Um, I did, you know, I got the critter trail and some random hamster food, you know, <laughs> the usual. <laughs> um, and I put him on my desk and uh, he looked at me and I looked at him and I thought, all right, well, let's figure this out. Um, I figured at the time that I wasn't sure if I was going to like having a hamster. I worried that it would just be kind of like boring or unfulfilling, but I also figured, all right, what, he's going to live a year, two years. I can, I can definitely say that I can provide this hamster with the best life possible. And, um, if I don't like having hamsters, I just won't get one again. So that was the sort of agreement I made to myself and to him is that I would do whatever I could to give him a good life and, um, and take it from there. Yeah. So I quickly fell in love with Steven <laughs> and, um, I, you know, of course I watched all the hamster videos on YouTube and I saw everyone with their giant cages from Ikea stuff and, um, I, at the time, you know, in 2020, there weren't a lot of great hamster products out there. Um, Night Angel did not sell cages, and I am not a handy person. I mean, I'm crafty, but I don't know anything about woodworking. And I live in apartments, right? I don't have space for tools. <laughs> so, like, making something from IKEA furniture was just, like, not, not in my ability. Um, and... Uh, so I, I started trying to figure out, like, what could I do for him that I could do now to make his life better until I can figure out how to, how to increase it. And I think that's, that's really how I started the YouTube channel and I started the blog is, like, when I watched the videos online, I realized, like, it felt like everyone was starting at this really amazing place. Like, look at this amazing hamster cage I have with all of these cork logs and hamster sprays and like flowers and this beautiful wheel and everything, you know, all these things that they had made at home. And like, I was like, okay, well, I have to start somewhere. <laughs> like, what do I do today to make Steven's life better? And then I can do something every day or every week or every month, you know, with every paycheck, I can increase the quality of his life. And I just didn't feel like there was a guide to that. Like, I didn't know how to go from zero to a hundred. Um, and, uh, so I decided to just document my process getting there. Um, I also noticed that it seems like most of the hamster content out there was Syrian focused. And one thing that I noticed with my robo Steven, and at the time when I got Steven, let me tell you, I did not know what a Roborowski hamster was. I just... I just thought he was cute. I had no idea. Um, so once I realized how small he is and that the products are not like, it's not universal. It's not like a robo can't use a Syrian product, but like, you know, robos are tiny. They can't climb up things the way Syrians can. Um, you know, designing a cage for a, a Roborowski hamster is very different um, because making it accessible for them is, is, a, is a very different challenge. And um yeah, and so I, I just kind of fell down this hole of reading the Hamster Had Out Forum and um, and watching all these videos and just experimenting a lot. And that is how I started recording and um, sharing what I found as I went. 
Uh, and at the time, yeah, so Night Angel had like a few Bendy bridges on Amazon. I don't think they had much else. Like I remember when the Super Silent Wheel came out, um, but that was like a few months later and they kept selling out really fast. So if you didn't get one right away, it was like gone. Um, so it, it was, it was quite a journey, quite a hamster care journey. And, uh, and yeah, so I figured I'm not an expert. I'm never gonna, I really don't ever believe in anyone being like, I'm an expert. We are all on journeys to learn new things and we're all in different places in our learning journey. So, you know, even the person who is the best at some, uh, something hopefully still has things to learn and in a few years we'll be even better at it. Right. So that's how I feel about myself. It's like, at every stage, I'm just constantly trying to learn new things, constantly trying to learn new things about hamsters, about hamster products, about how I can give them the best care possible, and also about how to improve my relationship with them and why it's meaningful, right? Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's how I ended up with Steven and how I ended up doing the, the YouTube channel and, um, and the, the website. Um, and, and really, I started the website because... I was making the YouTube channel, but then I was like, I kind of want to document like items that I'm using because one thing I noticed when I watched other people's videos, first off, there weren't a lot of videos based in the United States. I don't think there were any, I mean, not, very few like big names or I don't think any big names. Um, so when I would watch these videos, you know, like Victoria Rachel is in Canada, um, something animal is Cyprus. Yeah. I mean, so it's challenging, uh, cosmic hamsters. She's in the UK. So I couldn't just look at the products they had and, and try to find them. They, you know, the products are very different from country to country. So that's why I started the website is I was just like, I want to have a clear list of everything I'm using. And so that way, if someone is just like me and trying to find that thing, like, oh, where do I find this wheel? Here it is. Here's a link to it. Make it super simple. Like, I figured I'm doing so much work and so much research. I might as well share it and hopefully help someone get from point A to point B a little bit faster if they want. Of course, you know, you should always do your own research and and uh, get the information yourself if you can. But, um, but I certainly didn't want a lack of easily accessible information to be a reason that someone doesn't give their hamster the best care that they can. Um, yeah, so, so that's why I kind of have both. And, um, and yeah, it's really blossomed. It's, it, I think the thing that I didn't know and what I wasn't sure about, I, mean, I kind of started these things like for myself in a way, <laughs> you know, and then, and then I think as I started to meet people on Instagram and on YouTube and, um, you know, and people comment on my blog and I started to feel this like, oh, I'm really a part of a community now. And it's not just about the relationship I have with my hamsters, but it's also this world of, of people like me who really like appreciate these tiny lives and how amazing it is that every single little hamster has like a unique personality. I think it's just so incredible. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing that blows me away with every new hamster that I get. It's, I think what I get most excited about with a new hamster is finding out who they are, you know, and and giving them the same things that I give all my other hamsters, but seeing them use them totally differently <laughs> and seeing them, you know, some of them love baby puffs and some of them don't, and some of them love broccoli and some of them don't. And, and some of them make certain noises in certain ways, and they all have different ways of communicating and looking at you. And 
And uh, it's just such a beautiful experience. And I, I think, like, if I'm going to say one more thing, one more plug for hamsters is I think that I really want to be an advocate for hamsters, for people having hamsters in adulthood. I think they're amazing pets for people who have busy working lives. Um, you know, I get home from work. Sometimes they're not up. Sometimes they are. It depends on the hamster. Um, but, you know, I don't have to worry about them being lonely while I'm at work. Um, you know, some hamsters really want attention. Some don't. Uh, but but they get it for me when, I, when I'm home. And... Um, and it's, it's really like a therapeutic thing to take care of an animal. I love getting up in the morning. If I get up early, there's the incentive of like, oh, maybe they're still awake, you know. Um, it's fun to do hamsterscaping, and I'm constantly creative problem solving to make their lives better or come up with a creative solution to something. Like, you know, as they get older, how do I make their cages more accessible? How do I solve this problem for them? Um, they're just... I feel like there's this momentum that keeps me going every day, that gets me out of bed every day, that makes me feel good. And, uh, and I, think, I think it's so beautiful. And, and not only does it make me like, appreciate something really, I, sometimes I just marvel at like, how cute they are and that we didn't breed them. <laughs> you know, They just like, already exist like this. It's kind of incredible. Um, and their tiny little tails and their little round squishy bodies. I mean, seriously, it's like insane. And, um, yeah. And, and just like the, I think the mental health benefits of having that interaction with an animal or taking care of something every day, it is priceless. Like, I really think that it's increased the, um, the happy, the happy vibes in my body by, by many, many times. Um, it's really giving me motivation. And, you know, one of the worries I had when I got hamsters and every time I get another hamster, I think, oh, what if I don't have time? Like, I don't want to add too much to my plate. But um, I find I'm like more, I'm more efficient, actually. I mean, there's a, there's a level where efficiency does drop off. I think at five hamsters, you know, it's a little iffy. But, um, you know, one to two hamsters, I feel like I you would think they'd take time away, but actually it's like, it makes me get things done faster because I, I'm excited, you know, whereas I think we all have fallen victim to like ending up in a Reddit, <laughs> like reading a long Reddit thread that we don't even really care about, um, story of my life. Uh, I, I feel like it's so easy for me to get lost down little tunnels on the internet or, you know, reading something about something and, and, it's kind of worthless time. Like, what am I doing? And instead I could just be spending the time with a hamster. I think it's like, even though I'm busy, I, I still, you know, I still, there's still a part of your brain that wants to kind of like have that time where you're sort of doing something that isn't work, you know, that is calming and relaxing and fulfilling. And I think taking care of an animal is exactly that. So I feel like if you don't have a hamster and you're thinking about getting a hamster, I mean, first, of course, do your research, watch those big YouTubers, um, you know, read up, figure out what you want, join a hamster care group on Facebook or Reddit or, um, or one of the hamster forums. But, um, but then I really encourage you to do it, you know, and do it right. Like commit yourself to giving this hamster a good life. And I guarantee you, the more you put into it, the more you'll get back. And that like hamsters can be shy, they might not warm up to you at first, but when they do, it is like the most 
beautiful little thing. When you feel their tiny paws in your hand, when they leap into your hand excitedly, <laughs> there is like nothing like that feeling. And um, I think I think that's why even though they live short lives, uh, you know, we you can still have that really deep connection with them because uh, the more you put in, the more you just feel so bonded to them and, and like really like they're your little, you sort of experience time slower through them, you know, like each of their, their weeks is like, I don't know, I've heard like a week of their life is like a year of our life. I don't know if that's quite exact, but something around there. Um, and I, I do feel like when you spend time with your hamster every day and you see them age and, and, you know, get better at using a big wheel and all the things they do and, um, and, you know, change their habits and you see your relationship blossom with them. It does, it does kind of slow down time and, and it's a really incredible thing. So, um, I hope, I hope you get a hamster and if you do, please get it from a small animal rescue or check, um, you know, check your local shelter. Uh, there's, Lots of places you can get rescue hamsters. So I actually, on my website, rachelgothamsters.com, I have a whole website, um, a website page called Adopting, Fostering, or Surrendering. Um, and it has a list of rescues that I've collected. Um, if you know of one that's not on there, please let me know. And also just links to different hamster rehoming groups on Facebook. Um, and uh, yeah, the point is to really help people find a hamster in need near them so they can help out and uh, yeah, give a little life a home. I guarantee you, you will feel, you will feel better. <laughs> you will feel good. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna leave it at that. So that is how I ended up with Steven and started on this journey and now started on this podcast journey. And uh, I think next week I'll talk about my two new hamsters, uh, Maurice and um, I haven't fully named the new new guy yet. Uh, he came with a name that's Thor, <laughs> but um, that's kind of bouncing around, uh, Harold or Jonah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I got to get to know him. I like to get to know them a little bit first, but I'll tell you about their stories. And, um, yeah, I would love to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode topic you'd like to hear me talk about, um, you can email me. It's rachelgothamsters at gmail.com. Um, and uh, yeah, just tell me what you think. I would love to hear from you. And I hope you all are having good, beautiful hamster weeks out there. And um, can't wait to do the next episode. Okay, bye.